Kate Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about it. We need to Louis. talk to someone about it. Hi there, Kate. Hi, Mary. It's Friday again. Or it will be some point in the future. <laughs> Are you looking forward to the weekend? <laughs> I am categorically always looking forward to always. the weekend. Um, it's taken us a while to get round to this one, considering how hard it hit when the new episodes first dropped. But Bumpy and the Wise Old Wolfhound, I feel like you've mm. got a lot on this episode. I really do. Um, so if you're new to the podcast, it's probably good to explain that um, my daughter, Olivia, who is seven now, um, has a really rare genetic condition called Kleefstra syndrome. There's only about 500 kids or people in the world with the, the genetic syndrome. And it's just a random lottery win. It's nothing that we did <laughs> yeah. or, um, you know, who cares? Would have much rather uh, won the lottery, to be yeah. fair. So, and better odds. Or well, maybe to, both. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Um, so, yeah, it's like a one in 24 million um, uh, condition. It's just a small uh, spelling mistake on one of her proteins. Um, which mean, and this particular protein regulates all the systems of the body. So brain synapses and temperature, gut function, um, sensory input, all these sorts of things. So if you can imagine a dodgy set of Christmas lights, that's pretty much my daughter's systems. And sometimes they're online and they're all okay. But as a result, she has pretty um, complex needs. So um, yeah, quite severe um intellectual and physical disability so you know she's seven she she started walking a little bit when she's four and she can now walk short distances but like we're talking around the house really rather yeah. than out in the community and then um she has a few words now which is amazing because we never really sh- were sure if she'd reached that milestone but there's lots of other milestones that we're still not really sure if she'll meet or not it's all very much day by day it's it's full on. It is pretty full on. But um, the reason this episode in particular really hit home is because um, our second child, Will, um, he was a little bit prem and as a result he had um, a bronchomalacia, which is basically an underdeveloped windpipe. Yep. And um, he's had a lot of respiratory issues. And the day that this episode dropped on ABC Kids... My husband and Will were in hospital because he'd had like a, oh. um, a viral infection trigger and asthma attack. Yeah, so um, Tim saw the episode first. He was right. at the Royal Children's in Melbourne, which are amazing. Um, yeah, they're just incredible there. And um, yeah, it had been a pretty rough morning. I think he left the hospital with Will at like 3 a.m. or something crazy. And um, the episode dropped, I think it would have been at eight. And yeah. Yeah, Tim texted me and he's like, have you seen Bluey yet? And I said, I'm, I'm just dealing with Liam. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit going on, hon. Just a little bit going on, you know, trying to get her out the door for school. And he was like, you have to just watch this. And oh. as soon as I saw it, because he, he sound, I could I could hear his um, words catching in his throat when he was telling me you have to see it. And as soon as I watched it, I just burst into tears because... Oh. I mean, it's. Are you glad you watched it? Yeah, well, it's like, it's, yeah, you're feeling all the feelings, aren't you, really? Because, um, 
yeah, every time we have that moment where we are like, okay, one of us needs to take either of the kids to hospital, you always have that moment of, oh, here we go again. You know, it's happening to us again. But, yeah, the the reason I love this um, story so much, even though I don't watch the episode very often because it does hit a little bit close. Yeah, absolutely. Is, um, is because the moral is, you know, so beautiful. You know, everyone gets sick at some point or another and, you know, we may experience it slightly more than other people do or a lot more than other people do. <laughs> But we're not unique. You know, you only have to walk around the kids for half an hour and you realise that there's so many families that are just, you know, yeah. that some of them have been there for months, if not years. It is you really can't feel too sorry for yourself. big hospital. But yeah. uh, I think you could be justified to feel sorry for yourself. But, yeah, <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are the kings of bouncing back. Um, have you ever tried to add up the numbers on hospital visits? No. No, but but one year we um, took a look at because every time we go in, we tick the little box that says yes, you can charge our private health insurance. Oh and right, we are the people that private health insurance companies hate. So <laughs> well, that is good. Yeah, so I'm doing it for the, the team. more people they hate, the better. <laughs> um, yeah, like I reckon when Liv, particularly when she was younger, her she's actually been pretty stable now for quite a long time, and visits are only pretty short. Um, for both kids now, which touch wood, may long, long may that continue. Um, but yeah, we definitely have a lot of friends, um, you know, through our rare disease network sort of contacts. And we're also really involved with an um, organization called Syndromes Without a Name because for a long time we didn't have a diagnosis for LIV. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we know a lot of people that are on the wards pretty much all the time. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very different life and I don't know that anything prepares you for that. And um, I just want to add, there is nothing more annoying. If you know someone and the kid's always sick in hospital, never, ever, ever say to them, I couldn't do what you do. Because the first thing that always <laughs> comes into my mind, and this is a bit of a bugbear for me, Mare, so uh, bear with me. Put it out um, there. But it's like, what, you wouldn't look after your kid if they were sick. Yeah. Right? You know, like if they needed your help, you wouldn't help them. Yeah. Tried to take Liv back. Didn't work. <laughs> no. Oh, my <laughs> no. gosh. Like, seriously, you just love your child so much. You want everything for them. You want sunshine and rainbows. And, yeah, I yeah. think that's probably the hardest bit when it really challenges all the ideas you had about parenting because it's a very different type of parenting. It's, um, yeah, it's... um. Dealing with this really intense love, but on a very primitive level. Oh, sorry. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, as a front row viewer, (laughs) it doesn't, it's, yeah, even from the front row, it's nothing like being in those shoes. I can imagine the people that do say I couldn't do it, mean it as the biggest compliment in the world, but yeah, it's. It just doesn't land. (laughs) It doesn't land well. Oh, my gosh. It's one of those things. I mean, Brene Brown, my favorite, does a great video on empathy. And I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a little cartoon bear who's down in a hole. And basically there's one point where the rabbit sort of peers over and looks at the person in the hole and goes, oh, you poor thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's like, no, that's 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 not helpful, but getting down in the hole and someone saying, I've been here before, or I don't know what this experience is like. I don't even know what to say right now, but I'm mm. so glad you told me and I'm here for you. That sort yeah. of thing. Like, that's so helpful. Anyway, we're getting very sidetracked. We should talk about this episode. <laughs> well. So, yeah, but a lot, a lot of lived experience from the McMahon household in this episode. And I think that lived experience is important as well because there are those jerks out there like me who <laughs> have only been to hospital with cross the two boys once because we thought Bon had swallowed a magnet. <laughs> like this child is such a pest. Oh, I still remember but, when that happened. Oh, the it, panic. Oh, it was awful. No, it was it was comical. So yeah, just not even in the same ballpark or in the same planetary, you know, solar system. Um <laughs> But, yeah, in the episode, I think um, it starts in uh, Bingo's hospital room. Mm. She's got a lot of cards. Yeah. Which cards, kind of... balloons and flowers. Which is yeah. very sweet, but kind of suggests this isn't an ongoing issue. Yeah. It's a one-off. Yeah. Like, they don't say what Bingo's got, um, but it is something... Like, they're obviously quite sick of being in hospital. Can you ask her if I can go home? Do you think we can go home soon, Doctor? We might just keep you in for another night, Bingo, just to keep an eye on you. I want to go home. I think everyone can relate. You don't have to spend long in hospital to be sick of it, do you? No, I mean, a hospital is basically like being on the worst airplane flight of your life. You know, you, you're in, um, when you go to Europe, for mm. example, like we were talking about with back at 24 hours on a plane. Yeah. It's just as contained, pretty much, um, except you've got a really sick kid you can't really move because you're generally under like a pile of snot and yeah. you know, just trying to keep your kid calm, holding ABC Kids oh. or, IV or whatever <laughs> Thanks, it is ABC for the bazillionth hour, your arm's dead. Yeah. And like you're lucky if you can get um, like a tray of food occasionally yeah. or steal oh. some sandwiches out of the fridge or something. Yeah. Otherwise it's like the cafe food. And we call them the hospital zombies because, like, you can always pick the yeah. parents that are there for the day visit and the parents that are on the wards oh. because the day the day visit parents come in, they're clean, their hair's <laughs> done, they're wearing makeup, <laughs> and the zombie parents, which is usually me, are, like, schlepping around in, like, leggings that they've been wearing for the last three days and well, hair full of dry shampoo. Uh, what and else can you do, though? And You just do it. And, yeah, yeah you just never know when this plane is even going to land. So it's it's a tough one. Um, My heart really was wrenched knowing knowing people have been in that situation, knowing yourself that, yeah, Chili is feeling all those feels for Bingo because all Bingo wants to do is go home and Chili can't, you know, as a mum, can't even really explain to her why they're still there. That is so tough. Yeah, exactly. And... So often, we're lucky that we live quite close to the kids, but um, so often they'll just be like, oh, we just want to keep them into for observation oh, You overnight. must hate the observation word. Why like... do you hate the word observation? <laughs> oh my God. Especially when they have you on the short stay ward and there's like 10 other screaming kids there and just like, we're going to get no sleep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be vile. Anyway, that's okay. Um, it is what it is. This is a thing. Um, but I really love, um, you know, we're talking about, empathy and Mm. an empathetic response to someone being sick and i love the effort 
that the whole family has gone to and Bingo's friends as well yeah. to show that they kind of understand her situation and they're not trying to fix it. They're just mm. trying to entertain her a little bit and yeah. show her that they're thinking of her and that they love her. And uh, what a beautiful action the, to do. The whole neighbourhood has come together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is so great. Because, yeah, it's nice enough to get cards in hospital like it's pretty rare to get a card for anything nowadays i don't know if it's different for kids yeah. but like i'm sure you know the card stopped coming fairly early into your hospital visits yeah i think the first time we were there like everyone kind of like jumped to attention and then it kind of yeah unfortunately people get um fatigued yeah compassion fatigue is a, is a real thing and you know there's only so many times that um you know i'm lucky that Girlfriends like you, may have always been there with drop-offs of food and stuff. But compassion fatigue is a real thing. And um, I think someone actually said to a mutual friend of ours once, oh, something's always up with them when they were told (laughs) that that we were in hospital again. Yeah, and I was like, they were like, oh man, they're they've always got something going on. It's like, yeah, they love the drama. We do love the drama. It is the opposite of loving the drama. I know, oh my it's gosh. really is the opposite of loving the drama. Don't want the drama. Anyway, that's fine. <sighs> okay, I'm going to divert this. Yeah, because let's go back to the Do you episode. know what? We have talked so much about amazing Dave McCormack bringing Bandit to life. Yes. But I reckon this is the episode where Melanie Zanetti as Chili yes. just brings her A game because Chili doesn't always get a great talking role. She's a mm. bit, you know, like... Always mildly amused, always supportive, you know, sometimes philosophical. But I think this is a really good showing of all of Chili's emotions Mm. because not only is she trying to look after poor little Bingo, she's also um, about to have her prize vase broken (laughs) (laughs) by, damn it, Baker Muffin, which I love that it's Baker Muffin as well. That's perfect. But um, but And I love that, like... (laughs) Just the little touches in this video, like, you know, um, like socks being so bitey. Like there's random <laughs> oh arms God. in there feeding when his cookies. socks going to grow out of biting? <laughs> and now she's like, no, no, the good bars. Oh. Yeah. Bandit's face. We can edit that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So how do you think this video came to be, Mary? Oh, yeah. It, I'm 50-50. It could have been Bluey mm. initiating we need to do something because um, it's got sort of Bluey's fingerprints all over it yeah. in terms of the creativity. But I feel like Bluey without the sidekick of Bingo would be pretty down. And I yeah. do wonder if it was Dad's rescue mission, like we need to do something here. We need to get these troops kind of riled up, Yeah. Um, bringing this crazy idea of making a video story to send to Bingo. Oh, look. Dad sent us a message. It's a video. Can I push play? Yeah, go on. And Uncle yeah, Stripe actually, clearly has the VCR, yeah. like the video recorder. <laughs> like he's well, yeah. Um, I think so. Uh, yeah, he. We don't actually see him, do we? We just hear his. You yeah, know, he's he's clearly filming. <laughs> Potentially editing as yeah, well. There's, yeah, there's not a whole lot of editing gone on, but they've managed to put a voiceover track on, so they're they're pretty tech savvy. They've 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 done more than the effort that goes into this podcast. Yeah. I can assure you. Um, yeah, there's so many just cute details, and it lands so quickly with Bingo. I yeah. love that you know she's instantly wants to press play on the video, yeah. but then more than that. Um, 
you know, Bluey is introduced as Barnacus, and the first yeah. time that Muffin accidentally calls Barnacus Bluey, Bluey. Bingo's just onto it. She's like, oh, Muffin, it's Barnacus. Like, aren't you paying attention? And we know how invested Bingo is in a fake name. Yeah. <laughs> so they've really, um, they're really playing to the audience here. They've just absolutely nailed their storytelling for um, Bingo's maximum enjoyment, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, I'm Barnacus. It's Bluey. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she wearing purple underpants? Once there was a young lady called Barnacus. <laughs> Barnacus. Well, I was doing a little bit of, of research actually on the story because um, for those who maybe haven't seen the episode in a while, um, so Barnacus wishes upon a star for uh, a baby. Yep. And oh, a puppy. A and, puppy. And, and is given... <laughs> Which um, is the same thing in this world, Pretty much in the same thing. And is given Bumpy. Yeah. Um, or socks, <laughs> and um, uh, Bumpy gets sick, mm-hmm. and um, Barnacus is trying to fix um, socks, get her better, yeah, yeah and and go going everywhere. Sorry, with Bumpy, and um, asking for a solution, and eventually she, they're told go to the wise old wolfhound. Why do why don't you try the wise old wolfhound, Barnacus? Why don't you try the wise old wolfhound, Louie? Barnacus. I mean, Barnacus. Everyone in this play is wearing purple underpants, which is a bit of a mystery. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's got even the hospital staff wondering what is going on. Yeah. <laughs> Until Aunt Trix is revealed to be the wise old wolfhound. Yes. And she shares um, this sage piece of advice. I need a pair of purple underpants from someone who's never been sick. Never been sick? Never been sick. Oh. I mean, Bluey is running with this. Yeah, Bluey's pretty optimistic about it. Yeah, and like straight straight off with her own pants until she (laughs) realises actually she had a runny nose last year or something. And um, ban- then running around, so the shopkeeper yeah. or bandit had bum worms. Which, <laughs> which oh, um, yeah, mum's reaction to that back in the hospital <laughs> is just like priceless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but the thing that gets me with that is that bandit actually starts itching his bum. Yeah, <laughs> and like, oh. is the implication that he actually does have bum worms? Well, I can relate to that though because as soon as the email comes home from daycare that there's been an outbreak of head lice, <laughs> oh, I can just. Oh, feel it on my scalp. It's horrible. It is pretty horrible, isn't it? Yeah. But um, basically, uh, Barnacus is running all over town and can't find anyone who hasn't been sick. Yeah. And then has this light bulb moment. Actually, being sick is a part of life. Yeah. So the story apparently that um, this is maybe potentially based on, and I'll I'll leave it up to your judgment, ma'am. Is, um, <laughs> and our listeners. <laughs> and our listeners is um, Kisa, Kisa Gotami, which mm-hmm. is a story in Buddhism. Okay. So uh, she was the wife of a wealthy man of Savathi, and after losing her only child, she became absolutely desperate and was asking if anyone could help her. Yeah. And her sorrow was so great that many people thought she'd lost her mind, but an old man told her to go and see the Buddha. Mm-hmm. And the Buddha told her that he could bring the child back to life 
if she could find white mustard seeds from a family where no one had died. Oh, right. And she apparently desperately went from house to house, but she couldn't find a house that had not suffered the death of a family member. Mm. And then finally this realisation struck her that there was absolutely no house free from that sort of lesson of mortality. <sighs> yeah. And so she returned to the Buddha and was he comforted her and, and told her basically... There's a, apparently a verse that's associated with the story. Though one should live for a hundred years without seeing the deathless state, yet better indeed is a single day's life of one who sees the deathless state. Um, I really don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling with that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, um, I think what it's trying to get at basically is... Um, Having the understanding that, um, you know, life isn't forever kind yeah. of makes you value what you have Value, value your days. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's pretty much across all kind of, you know, faiths and creeds and, yeah. and belief systems, I suppose. Um, I wonder, it's obviously a much more grave situation yeah. in that story. Like we're dealing with death rather than just illness. It's just illness. Yeah. Um, like to me, that seems a bit harsh on the poor woman. Oh, you know, no. you've lost your kid, and then you're given false hope by the the mustard seed guy or Buddha or whoever it is. Um, Buddha, yeah. Whereas just a deity, don't worry about that. Um, whereas, yeah, it was dealt with much like obviously a kids' program. Perhaps they had to deal with it slightly more lightly. Yeah. In Bluey, but um, it just lands perfectly that yeah. Bluey was just able to come to the realisation herself. She didn't even have to go back to the wolfhound to have it explained to her. Um, Or to be comforted. Yeah, yeah. she could kind of just make peace with it within herself. Oh, I can't find a single pair of purple pants from someone who's never been sick. It's not fair. (gasps) And then Barnacus realised what the wiser wolfhound was trying to teach her. Which... I guess is what they were hoping to project for Bingo as well. Yeah. So, yeah, these kids are growing up so fast. They are growing up so <laughs> oh my fast. Gosh. I mean, as a society, I mean, just to go really big picture here for a second, I think we have become so sanitised by illness and um, to death as well. Yeah. You know, like um, I guess even going back 100 or 150 years, like death was so common and illness would have been so common. You know, you get yeah. the flu, you die. Yeah. You know, all oh. that sort of stuff. It would have just been such a big part of life. Yeah. And we're so privileged and lucky that we live in a society where you can just turn up to a hospital and your odds of being treated and making a recovery are usually really good. Yeah. You know, like... Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It's a time of wonder and privilege, basically. Yay, science. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty incredible when you think about it, I guess, like that. And I think people, in a way, almost get a bit scared of um, things that they can't fix. Yes. In particular, like illnesses. And maybe we're not as good as ha- at having difficult conversations anymore. Like society's lost this sort of uh, I community feel. Definitely by that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for, for all the time I haven't spent in hospitals, I've spent so much in um, aged care and um yeah multiple grandparents with kind of dementia and alzheimer's and and sort of only in the past few years like even i feel like i'd been quite immune from death 
in family for a long time. I was, you know, quite happily in my 20s saying, oh, no one I know has ever died, so that's yeah. never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, I'm going to yeah, live so, forever. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think the denial and the um, struggling to deal with those end-of-life conversations, especially when there's a lot of um, disintegration mm. of people at that end of life, is is really there. Like so many people just want to bury it and not worry about it and yeah. it's, it's oh we really, don't need to talk about that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so i really hope the ludo team do like obviously nana and bob, bob. are in great health yeah <laughs> nothing should happen to them keep them the way they are but perhaps there's a great grandma who's you know who's um gotten to that stage of life because mm. more and more kids um are going to be dealing with that because parents and grandparents and great-grandparents are going to be living longer and longer. Mm. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be really interested to see how Ludo dealt with something like that. Yeah, definitely. I would love to see that too, like a little bit of everyone in Bluey Land luckily is very able and well. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. And I think across um, – Across the board, we're seeing more diversity in kids' TV, which is great. I think Sesame Street, again, we, we end up mentioning Sesame Street every other week. We should Bloody just have a Sesame, Sesame Street, Street podcast. <laughs> um, well, they introduced a character with autism recently, yeah, which I love because and, neural diversity isn't generally represented. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's fantastic. And I think even um, characters in wheelchairs and with, um, you know, with various kind of abilities – starting to pop up more and more yeah um well emma wiggle had um in her latest drop of emma oh yeah um she had one of the um olivia's um friends from school in there too and she's um beautiful little girl millie who has down syndrome okay but there was also another little girl and i don't know what her name was but she she was quite severe severely obviously disabled like mm. she, in a full supportive chair and yeah. didn't really look like she was able to participate but Emma was still like twirling her around and dancing with her and I was oh, like wow. that's so nice because so often you see in kids television is so much better at it than every other form of television yeah but it's still a lot of the time a kid in a wheelchair who otherwise looks pretty able yeah. and is cognitively with it as well so I was just like what a lovely thing and she signs as well so yeah, yeah. To that actually that's true wiggles are yeah probably being a trailblazers there well yeah. uh, the wiggles have a huge following in the down syndrome and um special needs community okay. so yeah you go to their concerts there's always you know four or five older special needs kids in the front row yeah, yeah. right and they're providing accessibility for them obviously totally. that's great yeah well um we took Liv to one of their concerts actually when she was three and they um they had a whole row yep. which um, they had reserved for like their friends and family or a sound booth, I think, mm-hmm. even. And um, they didn't give away any of their tickets. And they were like, well, you you three can sit in this whole empty row. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, at the back of um, the Mini Ponds Clock Tower Theatre <laughs> um, because we actually said, look, we're not really sure how Liv's going to go with this. And they said, we've yep. got you covered. Come at the back. So... Absolute props to the Wiggles and Olivia was lucky enough a few months later to have like a one-on-one meet and greet with the Wiggles. Oh, wow. Yeah, and Emma started signing to her and they just, they were so amazing with her. Anyway, it was probably the highlight of her little life at the age of four. (laughs) So, Until one morning, she awoke to find Bumpy all better. (laughs) The end.
I think the the sign off was absolutely beautiful, and you could see the tear in Chilly's eye. Yeah, and that's what got me because I think, um, yeah, when your kid's sick, anyone else showing um, the same level of care that you want to yeah. towards them just means so much more. Oh, absolutely. Okay, you're so tough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel um, it's been, it's, a been a, it's been a big ask asking you to do this episode, um, and yeah, you've really brought so much more to it than I reckon anyone else could have. So thank you. Oh, honey, I'd love to hear from people who are listening who are crying along <laughs> or who have those same hospital experiences. One. One random side note, and I think you'll laugh. The um, the hospital staff, so the doctor and then the nurse in yeah. this episode, are very kindly portrayed. Like they seem very lovely. Yeah. Whereas I did wonder if there was backstory crossover with the episode of Hospital where Bluey plays the absolute jerk doctor, <laughs> <laughs> and um, Bingo brings it home as the amazing nurse who's yeah. actually providing all the care and all, all right now, sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I did wonder if that was from Bingo's experience in hospitals that doctors are jerks and nurses are lovely because I reckon a lot of people have had that experience. So I do a lot of um, charity work stuff with the Walter and Eliza Hall Institute and Mm -hmm. I did a speech for them at this gala thing last year. Anyway, and I was having this um, conversation beforehand with Doug Hilton and I was like, you know, you've got a really great culture at the Walter and Eliza Hall Institute. You know, why do you think that is? He's like, well, we're basically like the all blacks. We've got a no um, D-heads policy. <laughs> and he said, but do you the do- all blacks have that policy? Apparently. But yeah. he said, and you merit the music said, festival. You know that. <laughs> He said, you know, we're all a bit on the spectrum, okay? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've kind of figured over the years, Doug. He's like, yeah. He said, like, we're really not normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> it pays to be not normal sometimes. I know, they're basically geniuses. Like, you think about the amount of information in their heads. And, yeah, I've met a lot of doctors who are jerks, but they're usually also amazing with kids. They're just mm. terrible with other adult-to-adult interactions. So, yeah, yeah the adult-to-child relationship, they're all over. Oh, that is good. Parent- like adult to adult, nah. They probably right. just did it because they like kids but didn't realise they also hate humans. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I want to make people better. I just don't want to have to deal with people. I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. I can believe that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, do you watch much other – like, there's so much sort of doctor-based content on TV. Do you actually watch – No, can't. No. No, this is about as real as it gets for me, watching an episode like this where it just, yeah, like 90% of my TV viewing is ABC Kids and, and probably <laughs> the remainder is Spicks and Specs and anything on ABC yeah. post 8.30. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds perfectly reasonable to me. <laughs> okay. I, did, did we even mention them episode? Like, yeah. I think it goes without saying that it is a gorgeous episode. Yeah. Makes me want to make videos, actually. Yeah. I reckon it's... Well, I mean, home movies are always so special anyway. Yeah. So I think that, you know, and it kind of reminded me of when you're a kid and um, you put on plays for people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. did a lot of that as kids. And... Except someone's actually narr- narr- like narrated a storyline and has a plot. I think yeah. No we, much... no, we never got to that level. No. Like, no. Nah, plots. What are they? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Just random half, drama is what we were about. Half an hour of random drama followed by parents getting bored and going, all right, dinner's nearly ready, kids. Come on, wrap it up. <laughs> but we haven't done the best. I feel like we might be being called for dinner. Um, yeah. But oh, you're a gem, Kate. You're a gem, man. And Thanks to all the drop-offs on the front uh, step, by the way, over the years. <laughs> They've helped a lot. Yeah. I, I love this episode. It really is testament to anything you can do to help do it. Yeah. And yeah. But I think like it doesn't have to be actually being present. You know, mm. it can just be letting people know that you know they're going through a tough time and you're with them. Yeah. You know, that you're there in solidarity basically. Yeah. That's so powerful. It does not actually help to be in the hospital room. It's no. already it's and already stressed to the max. <laughs> it doesn't have to be like home movies either, like cat gifts are very effective. You know, like good tonight. Yeah, yeah. Funny YouTube content, always welcome. Yeah. Excellent. A really good podcast recommendation. A really good podcast recommendation. Feel free if you are looking for a really good podcast recommendation to recommend Got to Be Done to Your Friends. <laughs> and shout out to um, my fellow hospi parents. I know there are a few particularly Syndromes Without a Name families who tune in to our podcast. Aww. So, yeah, love you guys. Love your work. You're doing amazing. And, yeah, if you want a little bit more of us to fill in some time, perhaps, (laughs) get social with us. Yes. Yeah, we do. I think, yeah, if we get feedback on the socials on this episode, that's going to mean so much more than usual, I reckon. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, on um, Instagram, it's at BlueyPod. On Twitter, it's at BlueyPodcast. Email us if you want to give us a message that you'd like included in the podcast blueypod at gmail.com and of course we're on all your podcast apps yeah um just message uh, us we don't mind we're we're cool it's all good i reckon this episode might take a while to get over but we will be back next week kate thanks so much let's hug it out love you (laughs) (laughs) gotta be done bye Shopkeeper, shopkeeper, the wise old wolfhound's gonna help my puppy. I just need a pair of purple pants. Sure, I'll give you anything if it helps Bumpy. Hooray! <coughs> oh dear. There you go. Thanks. Wait, I've got to ask. Have you ever been sick? Sick? Oh, uh, well, yes. I've got bum worms. <gasps> oh, good grief.